Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hooked on Fantasy. Today, we are joined by our first guest and a very special guest, uh, Hutchison, or Hutch, if you're nasty. Uh, Hutch, how you doing, man? Good, Luke. Super excited to be here. Super excited to talk some NFC South. Going to be really fun today. Yeah, we're just uh, we're breaking down the NFC South, continuing with our divisional breakdowns. Already did the uh, AFC and NFC North. Uh, already did the AFC South, if you want to listen to that episode. And now we are on to the NFC South. We're going to be moving out west next. Uh, so, Hutch, let's just jump right into it, man. Let's uh, let's go for the Atlanta Falcons, uh, one uh-huh. of my favorite teams for fantasy this season. They have a lot of interesting uh, players on the roster, especially in the running backs. So let's start there. Mike Davis, uh, Quadzilla himself, uh, the offseason picture with him in that hat. Yeah, uh, dude, that was popping out. That's a, that's a great picture. But um, I really I, I don't think I have any shares of Mike Davis this year. Do you No, not? um so far, no. Um, he's just a guy that I'm mainly avoiding. I just don't trust him as a player. I know the volume's going to be there, but he's a strict volume play. That's pretty much it. And for me, I just don't really like that as a RB2. I'm not really going to trust him very much. Yeah, I think uh, the only situation where I would draft Mike Davis is if I started off with two really strong running backs and I want an RB2 yeah. with upside and the flex. I think he's great right there, but I don't really know if I would want him as my RB2 either. The good thing is, though, I think he could see a really heavy workload with a lot of receptions, which would be really nice, especially with Julio gone. We could see an increase in targets on the backfield, though. So yeah, 100%. that should be interesting. And Matt Ryan can't run the ball either. So if he's in trouble, he'll throw it right to the he'll throw it right to Mike Davis because there's Absolutely. no one out there that's going to catch passes. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to be Mike Davis. 100%. The thing I'm actually most interested in with the Atlanta Falcons, though, is who the number two wide receiver is going to be. Because we all know Calvin Ridley is going to be the one. He's going to the moon this year. Isn't he your wide receiver one? He is number one in my rankings. I, I put Adams up, and then I tweeted like an hour later. Sorry, can't can't keep Ridley below lower than one. Yeah, <laughs> so I, mean, I, I don't really back up to one. I just can't. Like, I just can't. Like, he's, he's my three. Going to the moon. He's going I'm to be also very fantastic. high on him. Yeah, he's, he's going to be fantastic. Three. Yeah. yeah, he's going yeah. to be fantastic. So who do you have it to? Is Adams your two then? Yeah, Adams two, Diggs three, Hill four, Hop five. I like it. So yeah. question for you. We're, we're going to move off wide receiver and go back to quarterback for a second. So how we talked a little bit pre-show. He he is off Matt Ryan this season. And am, he has yeah. Calvin Ridley as his wide receiver one. So Hutch, please explain yourself. Also, hi, Rob. I love you in the chat. Hi, Rob. Yeah, I have Ridley as my wide receiver one, but. Matt Ryan is not going to be good for fantasy himself. And I like, I know what you're saying. Ridley is one, but you're not really in on Matt Ryan. We've seen in irrelevant fantasy quarterbacks provide great fantasy options at the receivers. We saw Teddy Bridgewater last season provide Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson at times. And DJ Moore was always right in the low wide receiver two range. The thing is, I feel like Calvin Ridley is going to be the next Julio Jones in this offense. Like he's going to be the guy that sure. sees all the volume, like tons and tons of volume. Matt Ryan's going to learn to lean on him, but without like, if you lose that elite of a receiver, it's just so tough. We saw Matt Ryan last year in the seven games where Julio was gone. Matt Ryan splits, man. If you look at those splits, it was so bad. Good old Matt Ryan. Calvin Ridley, but at the same time, Calvin Ridley was over a hundred yards per game. Yeah. Like Calvin Ridley was, he had only two games under 100 yards and zero games under 50 yards. He was fantastic. And Matt Ryan was terrible. Matt Ryan was just a really bad player when Julio Jones was gone and Calvin really still worked. So without Julio there for a full season, Matt Ryan's going to have to figure it out. And I don't really think he does. I really think Matt Ryan has a down season this year. 
he's still going to be like a quarterback, low end quarterback too, because of strict volume, because this offense might pass is probably going to pass the top three and they're probably going to be top three in pass attempts in the NFL next season. That's sure. how they've always been with their defense. And just with Matt Ryan, dude, I could sit up and be a defensive starter for the Atlanta Falcons tomorrow. That's how bad their defense is. I think you could. Yeah, I think you totally could. <laughs> now that you're working out, you're in the gym this morning, right? Oh yeah. I'll play, I'll play strong safety for the Falcons. 100% man. Yeah. But yeah, Matt Ryan's just really going to struggle and he's going to be a volume play in super flex. I no way trust in my QB one. And I'm really just avoiding him. He's being yeah. drafted as a top 15 quarterback. I'm just like, no. Yeah, I think yeah. I have him in that like in that like fifth like fourteen to eighteen range right now. I think yeah, he's I think a really good like quarterback too with upside. Like I think it's definitely in the range of outcomes for him to finish as a QB one this year. But I'm definitely not projecting him that way. I just I think that the thing they're missing is a wide receiver too, obviously. Um, but I mean, to, the post, I trust Russell Gage. I do too. I like Russell Gage a lot. But moving over to the tight ends for a second, I do think Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst is still there. I think that we could really see them either run a lot of two tight end sets or play Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst as kind of like a hybrid wide receiver kind of position. Um, I'm just really interested to see how often Hurst and Pitts are on the field at the same time, or if it's just one of them, or just like what that offense is going to look like with the hyper-targeted positions. I mean, we, we know Calvin Ridley is going to get a million bajillion targets. 100%. But yeah. is Kyle Pitts or Hayden Hurst going to kind of step up into like half julio jones ish role for like a target share like i just i just don't understand how it's gonna look you know it's gonna be interesting yeah it's gonna be very interesting to see i think russell gage gets a pretty high target share i'm actually liking russell gage a lot this year but same the thing about the thing about pitts is that he's a rookie tight end and that's just i see ryan kyle pitts in the moon love you right um along with the two of you thank you man but um <laughs> The thing about it's just he's a rookie tight end, and this out this offense is more crowded than people might actually think. With Hayden Hurst and Kyle Pitts, Russell Gage and Calvin Ridley and Mike Davis in the passing game, I have him as a low end tight end one, but he's going as like the tight end four, tight end five in redraft, and I just can't touch him there. It's just I think I have him as like my tight end like six or seven this year. I think that he's gonna be good. I just don't think he's gonna live up to the ADP. Yeah, I have him at eight right now, I, I believe. But I, I think he, I think he's going to be fine, but he's not going to be what people expect him to be and what people are drafting him to be. I just really don't see it with the crowded offense. Like I said a second ago, Matt Ryan's going to struggle. I just don't think there's going to be enough volume for him, especially with Hayden, especially knowing that Hayden Hurst is also going to compete for tight end targets. It's just really, really tough to trust. What if, I, what if you... Someone told you right now that the Atlanta Falcons head coach called you and said that Kyle Pitts is going to be playing on the outside at wide receiver for like half the season. Mm. How that make you feel? That means he would move. He'd probably move up. Like if he were to not, if he were to like be replacing Russell Gage on the outside, he would move up to like five or six. I still wouldn't be taking him as ADP though. I currently have <laughs> Kyle Pitts at my tight end six. Uh, I'm going to share my screen real quick just because uh, okay, go my ahead. rankings just for the tight ends uh, just to talk over these real quick. I mean, who do I have Kyle Pitts over that you disagree with? I have uh, Kyle Pitts as my tight end six with Kelsey Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson and Mark Andrews above him. Fant, Goddard, Tunyon, oh. Troutman, Gasicki, Janu, Ingram, Komet, Thomas, etc. below him. So I'm going to pull up my rankings right now. I have them here. I won't share my screen. I'll let you keep yours up. Sure. But I have so I have Kelsey at one, Waller two, Kittle three, Hawkinson four, and Andrews yeah. five. So like all right, so we have five. the same top five. Yeah. Yes. 
And then Gesicki or Goddard. Gesicki at six. I'm really high on Whoa, him. Whoa, you yeah. love Mike Gesicki. That's weird. I'm very high on Mike Gesicki. Why do you like Gesicki so much? Let's go Let's go down that rabbit hole. I'll pull these down now. Gesicki, look, I believe in Tua, number one. And number See, two. I don't know if I do or not yet. We can, we I can do. work on that in a second. I believe in Tua. I think he's going to break out. And I don't believe in Jalen Waddle. I, I mean, okay. most people know that about me. I'm not a believer in Jalen Waddle. In real life or in fantasy? In fantasy, I don't either. In fantasy, I don't. And just as a uh, prospect, I don't. I don't like the way he I don't like the way he tucks the ball into his chest. He depends on his body to catch the ball. And I don't like the way he does that. Okay. to punch that out all the time. Okay. I don't trust Will Fuller will stay healthy without his PDs or whatever. <laughs> I don't trust Devontae. I don't trust Devontae Parker to stay fully healthy. He's been he was very injury. La- he was he had a lot of injuries last year. Miles Gaskin is going to be hurt a lot. Mike Kosicki, I think at at least some you're predicting the entire Miami Dolphins offense gets injured. Yes, I'm not betting on. No, I'm not betting <laughs> I'm not, on I'm it. Kidding, I'm kidding. I, I I'm not betting on it. But there's a lot of chances that happens. And if Tua struggles, he'll lean on his tight end, his safety blanket tight end, which is Mike Kosicki. And Mike Kosicki, sure. I just, I'm very high on on Mike Kosicki's a prospect anyway. And he finished Mike Kosicki, we, even with Tua playing bad, and Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't really target the tight end. He finishes the tight end seven last season. He finishes the top eight tight end. So I'm very, very confident in him. Mike Kosicki was pretty great when Tua was on the field, even though Tua struggled. I'm very confident in Gesicki to so, be able to step up. And then Goddard, I'm just I'm just very confident in this Eagles offense that they like to target the tight end. Sure. Ertz coming, Ertz coming back. That does hurt. There have been reports sure, that are Ertz, Ertz is at camp. If we know Ertz is playing week one, Goddard will plummet. And Oh, absolutely. Well, did you see the quote from uh, from the GM? He said that he expects Zach Ertz to be there to start the season. And he has blonde hair, and it looks like the worst. (laughs) But, you know, I just, yeah, if Ertz is there, Goddard will plummet outside the top 10 most likely. Absolutely. And Pitts will be left at seven. But if Goddard's the starter and Ertz is gone or he's not going to play, I mean, like, Goddard Goddard is going to be at least the number three, if not the number two, we'll see what happens with Rager in this offense. And that's enough for a tight end to be great because this, like this team is going to pass a lot. Cause it's not like they have an elite running back to lean on. I know miles. Sanders, I like yeah. miles Sanders a lot, but they don't have him to lean on him. No. And their defense is not impressive. Like I don't project their defense. Pretty average. It's an average defense. And they passed a lot last year, even though Carson Wentz was struggling, they were passing a lot. And, that just leads to more volume for Dallas Goddard and Jalen Hurts. I believe will struggle a lot in the passing game, and he's going to lean on a safety blanket. And that's Dallas Goddard. Like sure. Jalen Rager is a deep guard. Devonta Smith is a smaller guy, so Dallas Goddard is going to be the safety blanket tight end. And I Ooh, got a question that... from YouTube real quick, Hutch. Yeah, uh, he said I'm picking 11th in a 12th a 12 team league. I've been offered a trade for 14. I'd get pick 21 and 29, so I'd pick 11, 21, 29, and 35 and 38. Instead of 11, 14, 35, and 38. Good or bad trade? I think I would take it, that trade. Yeah, I would too. Well, it depends on like dynasty or redraft. I'm assuming this is redraft, right? It feels like redraft to me. Uh, a caution in the chat is also asking if this is super flex or not. Uh, we'll get back to that in a second. But I, I think either way, this is a good trade for you because you're getting way, more top tier draft picks. You get uh, a lot of top tier draft picks here. Yeah, Absolutely. you get a lot of top tier draft picks and you only lose one. So I'm taking. I'm taking that trade 100% there. I don't, it doesn't really matter what formats or what 
league type of league it is, I'm taking that. But anyway, so what were we talking about again? We're talking uh, about Dallas the, uh, yeah, Dallas Goddard and the uh, Eagles passing offense. Jalen. Yeah, Hurts is going to lean. I love how we're just talking about the Eagles offense in the NFC South. We'll get back on track. We'll get back. We'll get on back. Track. We'll get back. But yeah, we'll get back there. Hurts is going to lean on Dallas Goddard as a safety blanket tight end, and I would, I would definitely, I would definitely think Goddard over Pitts as long as Goddard is the tight end there. But if Hurts is starting Week One. That's tough. And like, See, can I just say something about Ertz real quick? I, I love time. Dallas Goddard, but if Pitts, if if Dallas Goddard was still a starter, I think I'd rather have Pitts just for the upside. I don't. I I just don't yeah. think there's a world where Goddard cracks it. the top five. But at their prices, what would you rather? True. Have? I mean, I need to see their ADPs, but, but yeah, straight I'm, up, yeah, Goddard straight is up. definitely cheaper. Straight up, it's very very close. But I think I'd rather have Goddard because the 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 bust ability of Kyle Pitts, like t- rookie tight ends, really don't work. Like the highest finish of a rookie tight end. I mean, Evan Ingram obviously had his crazy season, and then Travis Kelsey at like tight end eight. Like, I mean, I just don't really know. I don't really usually love targeting middle end tight ends, but I feel like I'm getting a middle round tight end in like the fourth round, and I'm just not really trusting Kyle Pitts right now. I yeah. really, really can't do it. That's fair. Right now, as long as Urs is not starting. Which I don't. I still don't think he will. I think. So, I think he'll will be traded or cut. I think, think he so? will. I really still think so. I don't care. He's showing up at camp with his. Even if the GM said this this morning that he's expecting him to be there for the start of the season. I don't trust this Eagles front office at all. I don't. Right. I don't trust sure. a single word they say. I don't <laughs> trust a single thing they say. I don't understand though because I want to trust that they keep him because Ertz is like like last year. Ertz was a clear waste of targets. Sure. Like yeah, he just he was, he was absolute garbage, like just pure trash. Like Ertz is done. Ertz is done. He's not good at football anymore. I want him off the team, so that Dallas Cotter could break out and that this team doesn't have to waste targets on other other players anymore. But I just don't trust the Eagles to do the right thing. So I feel like I want to say that Ertz will be gone, but I I feel like in the back of my mind I'm saying Ertz is going to stay. We'll see what happens. If we know Ertz is starting week one, Dallas Goddard will be plummeted in the rankings and Pitts will be at seven. But I, I'm not moving Pitts above any of the six guys I mentioned earlier. There's no chance. That's fair. That's fair. All right, moving on to the New Orleans Saints, uh, a team that has had a lot of turnover and turmoil this offseason. Wait, we have a question from Akash in the chat. Do you it's think very it's interesting. Ertz, it's stupid. Uh, he said, do you think it's interesting that Ertz stupid. earned a higher target percentage than Goddard last year? No, I, I, just, I just think I that he, he has like the tenure and the team trusts him a lot. So, I mean, he's yeah, and, and Wentz and Ertz have a pretty nice relationship and Wentz was starting most of the time that Ertz was there. So it, sure. it, it's, it's not very interesting, but it's stupid. I mean, you know, it just is. That's fair. Anyway, okay, moving back on to the Saints. Yeah. Uh, the Saints have had a lot of turnover this offseason, uh, especially with Drew Brees, uh, the captain at the helm, being gone. We still have no idea who the hell the starting quarterback is going to be. It's going to be Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I am praying to Sean Payton every night before I go to bed that it's Jameis Winston for the team's sake. Um, really? But, yeah, I think he's he deserves another chance. Uh, but I just think that Taysom is a very average quarterback. He'd be fun for fantasy, yeah. but I don't know. That's not my favorite. Um, starting there with the quarterbacks, if Jameis Winston is the quarterback, um, I think he's a top 20 guy for sure. I don't know about top 15 or top 12 because we don't know the passing volume or aggressiveness. Maybe not in the Scott Fishbowl. Yeah. With all those <laughs> Scott Fishbowl. Yeah, Scott Fishbowl <laughs> yeah. is wild, man. I actually, I locked up the, uh, the Denver Broncos quarterbacks in Scott Fishbowl. I got, I got lock in Teddy. So, uh, for nice. my QB3, for yeah. my QB3, yeah, um, 
yeah, I'm not relying on them for my starters, but for backups, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, Hill, I think, would be a quarterback one if he starts, just because of his legs. He rushes too much to not be a QB one. I think mm-hmm. it'd be gross, but it would. I think he would finish in the top fifteen easily. I think he would definitely crack the top twelve week to week. Yeah, probably. And then yeah, running back, Alvin Kamara. QB one. Sure. I don't know if I could put him in the top 12, but he'd definitely be in the top 15 in my rankings. If oh, absolutely. One. I don't think even any of them are even in my top 24. I'm just deciding not to rank them and just saying, <laughs> okay, I have no clue who's starting, so I'm not going to rank them yet. I think I ha- I-, I projected Jameis as the starter in my rankings uh, because okay. that's what I want to happen. I'm manifesting it. But for Alvin Kamara, I'm really scared uh, for him if Taysom Hill's the starter because he did not throw the ball to him like at all when he was a starting quarterback last season. I think it'll change if he does become the starter. It just concerns me. Uh, overall, I think Kamara's in for a great workload this season. I don't love him Especially that much at his ADP. Gone. What do you say? With Michael Thomas now gone, it's very, very interesting. True. Because I think he could take care of that team himself. Like, there was an amazing meme, and, like, Thanos was picking up the gauntlet saying, oh, I'll just do this myself, and it was just Kamara's face on him. Oh, absolutely. I remember, wasn't yeah, it last year where he hit- yeah, he had like he was averaging like eighty yards a game or something through the air. Like he was like yeah. on a mission last season for like a chunk of the season. He's so good. I just I don't love drafting players who are coming off of like a career all time high season that much at ADP usually because it's usually a bad sign that like regression's coming. But Kamara is a mm-hmm. monster. Um, I, I am honestly drafting Derrick Henry over him at ADP right now. I probably but I love I love Kamara though. I think he's a stud. Dynasty, he still has a great future in front of him. I think he's a great running back, and I think he's going to produce this season. Moving on to the wide receivers, which is a lot more interesting with Michael Thomas gone. Yeah. Um, or the tight end. Who? I mean, yeah, Troutman's the only guy, really, that I, I like a lot besides Troutman's Kamara on this up, team. Troutman's moved up to my tight end 13. I think he's my tight end, like, 10. Really? I really yeah, I really oh, like God. Troutman. I think that he's yeah. going to be targeted a lot in this offense, especially mm-hmm. with Thomas gone. Yeah, I get. I still have Evan Ingram as tight end ten, but I could see that going down because I. Dude, Ingram scares me. I like him. I, like uh, him, I think he's a great value right now, and his ADP is super low ADP, like really low. His ADP um, is crazy low. I like him as ADP, yeah, but I don't know. He's scary. I do too. I just he's like Kyle scary. Rudolph's there too. We forget about him. I mean, he's kind of washed, but like he's gonna yeah, take some end zone targets. Yeah, I feel. Sure. Like, I feel I'm gonna move Ingram. I feel like I'm gonna move Ingram down. I don't know if Troutman breaks a top ten for me though. I don't trust him that yeah, much. I love yet. Troutman. Let's yeah, go. I know you do. Yeah, I know you love Travis a lot, but I, yeah, I think he's gonna be great. But I'm just uh, scared. I'm just scared. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a little scared. Second it's year, a tight end hey, it's out. risky. It's Especially very risky. Him a quarterback, that passing volume is not gonna be very high, but he's gonna get mm-hmm. a large percentage of the target share, in my opinion. So yeah, he's gonna, like, he's going to have the chance, and if he steps forward and really like improves, and he's like really showing off. When Michael Thomas comes back, I feel he'll be able to lock in number two target, right? Sure. Yeah, I think I I, I agree. Michael I think Thomas, he is in when Michael Thomas, if he really shows off when Michael Thomas comes back, he'll be the number two option because he's proven himself. Obviously, I think Michael Thomas is a better receiver than Adam Troutman. Don't get me wrong, but Adam Troutman, if he proves himself, he'll be the locked in number two option because there's no one else. It's Traquan Smith, Marcus Callaway. Like who? Is it Traquan season? No. Never. I, never have him on, I have him on a few of my teams. I actually think really right now he could be good. Right now I think yeah. he could be great this for the start of the season. I he definitely could be good. good. I just I'm not projecting it. So that's the New Orleans Saints in yeah. a bubble. I mean the receivers are gross right now. Troutman's kind of delicious. 
Uh, Kamara's always delicious, and the quarterbacks yeah. are disgusting. So, yeah, uh, moving on to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, who have quite the arsenal of amazing weapons. Uh, yeah, running back, yeah. I mean, Rojo and Fournette, you never really know. It's kind of 50 50. Um, I like Rojo a lot, though, at his ADP currently. Rojo, outside the top 30 backs, is a guy that I'm getting in a lot of my drafts. Same. Like, I'm, not leaving, of- I'm not leaving drafts without him most of the time. Like, Outside of Gus Edwards, I think Rojo is my high, most highly owned guy right now in my drafts. Like I'm just, I'm getting him all over the place. Like Rojo is just going, he's going so low. And even with all the confusion last year, even with the fumbling, even with the benching, even with Leonard Fournette taking over at some points, he was a top twenty back in PPR. He finished my highest highest exposure players on underdog right now are Mike Evans, David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, which is really weird. Okay. Juju, Paris Campbell, Tom Brady, Adam Thielen, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Terry McLaurin. Well, Elijah Moore is one that I'm I'm targeting too a lot. I love yeah. Elijah Moore. Yeah, you, Rojo. I'm and I'm and I'm targeting Rojo. I'm avoiding Fournette. I just think. Yeah, uh, I'm off Lenny. I I don't think he's. I mean, I just don't think. I mean. Sure, he's like a, he's a fifty. I just think Rojo's more talented, and Rojo. Oh, yeah, remember absolutely. a lot of people don't forget about this. Rojo is twenty three, turning twenty four this season. He's so young. He's entering the prime of his career, and he was drafted so young. He's entering the prime of his career. We could see a. I think we could see a big season from him this season. But another guy that I'm really liking, I actually recorded uh, my episode today for the Unfantasy My Football podcast. I was talking another running back sleeper. Because we're doing the running back previews. And just I'll give you guys a little teaser here. I talked about Giovanni Bernard. He's a guy that Yeah, he could be a PPR guy. He could be a massive PPR guy because Tom Brady loves to target the running back. We saw it with James White uh in the years with Tom Brady in New England. James White was pretty good for fantasy. A lot we love James time. White. Lo- James White was really good for fantasy. And I could see Gio getting a hundred plus targets from Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady wanted to pass the ball to the running back because what he hate he hates he hates getting sacked and he can't run. So he's going to throw to the running back. And if he can't trust Rojo, which he clearly can't, Rojo has bricks for no. hands. I love him, but Lenny. He does. And Lenny Lenny is not a I mean he's better than Rojo, but he's not a great pass catcher. Is he though? <laughs> they both a, are terrible pass catchers. Fine. I don't I even know. I think Leonard, Lenny is fine. But Gio is also such a good pass blocker, like a pass. Oh yeah, like, he's gonna he be there on third right down there. every single time, in my opinion. He's gonna be yeah, the third down guy. There. He's gonna be there a lot, and it's really gonna help him out. I think Gio is a great sleeper for a running back position. Absolutely, I think I think for best ball too, he's a fantastic pick. Yeah, best ball especially at best ball, he'll be great. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers, I mean. This is crazy. Do, do I even need to talk about these guys? I mean, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. I, I, yeah, Tony I, Brown's a great sleeper. Dude. Mike Evans, most likely a locked and loaded top 12 receiver. Top 15 easily. Top 15, definitely. I, I bet my house he finishes top 15. I would. Really? I would. Uh, he, it's, it's a lock. I mean, every yeah. year he's like always like, has he he's been out of the top 20 ever? Yeah, he's always he's always right there, and he's just a great red zone threat. He's using the red zone a lot, and then Chris Godwin's a guy I'm very high on. I have him as a wide receiver 14 in my rankings. Like he's a guy I'm very very high on. He's kind of underrated these days, honestly. He's very underrated. People don't talk about him much anymore. 
he's very, very underrated. He's such a great receiver. Who's the remember? He was a the wide receiver too behind Michael Thomas in 2019. Yeah, I forgot about that season. He was a monster that year. Dude, I had Christian McCaffrey and Chris Godwin on the same team, and I won the That's championship. Unfair. That was my that was my first That's year unfair, playing fantasy man. football. That's that was my first year playing fantasy, and I won the Super Bowl with that team. You were and spoiled. Godwin, dude, he's such a great receiver, and he's the one A one B of this offense in the passing game. It's just he just is. It's Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then kind of like three, like the rest of them are the three. It, it, that's just kind of how it works. Absolutely. And Godwin in the last games, he was a top twelve guy. Like the last down the stretch, he was fully healthy. This offense was clicking. He was a top 12 guy. He just was. And all the receivers were there healthy. Mike Evans was there. Antonio Brown was there. Gronk was there. They were all there healthy, and he was still great. Dude, this it wasn't, is it so wasn't touchdown dependent. It wasn't like touchdown dependent stuff. He was just putting up great numbers, great yards, and he was just a really involved piece of this offense. Dude, and I just don't see too many worlds where he's not in the top 15 fully healthy. The Bucks have like six good wide receivers. They have Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Jalen Darden, who was like yeah, everyone's like favorite. He's a good sleeper in like in Dynasty and Great. Stuff. Dude, everyone loved him as a prospect coming out on, on uh, fantasy yeah. Twitter. Jalen Darden, he was a small school guy, really, really twitchy, good athlete. I think he was a third or fourth round pick this season uh, or yeah, this yeah. year in the draft. Or maybe fifth. He might have slipped a little bit, but he was a really good yeah. wide receiver prospect coming out. And he's just on that depth chart just sitting there. Uh, mixed with Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Chris Scott. I mean, there's just so many skill position players on this team. It's ridiculous. Like and there's no Joe Burnett and the run game, and then you have Gio in the passing game as well. It's and, just a and lot. And Keyshawn Vaughn, who's just sitting there. <laughs> and then Vaughn. tight ends, you have OJ Howard and Cameron Brait and Gronk. Like, yeah, is Brait is Brait on the team still? I feel like he's Brady? gone. I don't know. Brait, uh, Cameron Brait. Oh I man, forget. I don't know. I actually I don't, don't know. know. Regardless, the team is just loaded top to bottom. Like it's it it's so it, it's so good. It's so good. Tom Brady is my QB six oh. in the redraft this year. I love I, Tom Brady. It's Akash so says good. he is. He's on PUP. Oh, he's on the pop. Okay. Well, he's yeah. on the team. There you go. Good enough. Yeah, he's on the team. Yeah. Good enough. Good uh, enough. That wasn't me. That was uh YZR. Yeah, Akash. Akash. Right here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, yeah, moving yeah. on to our last team and the most interesting one. I think every other team is pretty set in stone except for the Saints quarterback position. Um, the Carolina Panthers, I, besides Christian McCaffrey, that entire roster is a question mark in my opinion. I'm okay. So I want to start with DJ Moore, the highest ranked probably out of these guys. Sure, we both hate I'm, DJ Moore, don't we? What? Don't we don't both don't we both hate DJ Moore? I'm very low on him. Same. I don't it, like. Him. I have my wide receiver twenty four. I'm very very. Oh low wow, on him. you're really low. Hold on, let me see where I'm I have him. Low. I I don't yeah. love him either. But I, I don't mean, think I have him that low. I have Devonta Smith, Jamar Chase, and Jerry Judy right behind him. They're very close. I could switch any of those guys over DJ Moore today, and I wouldn't be too surprised of myself. Let me I see where I have him. Very anti DJ Moore. It's just I have I him in the wide receiver twenty three. I have Devonta Smith and Jamar yeah. Chase ranked over him. Actually, really, I do. Oh, you are very high on both of those guys. Then, hey, Devonta dude, rookie wide receivers are the new craze, man. Yeah, they they start like a lot of them get in the top twenty four. It's just crazy. They hap that it happens. I haven't ranked up just outside that range, but I'm confident both will finish as wide receiver twos. I feel bad ranking them that low though. I just yeah, I, I mean, I, odds are DJ Moore will probably finish higher than twenty three and twenty four, but I just don't like his upside. Like I I just don't think he's gonna finish higher than wide receiver ten. There is no it's not top there. upside. No, absolutely not. He doesn't score touchdowns, right? And people who say, oh, he might score more touchdowns this year. 
They've added Terrace Marshall. Christian McCaffrey's coming back. And Sam Darnold is a huge question mark at the quarterback position. Huge. Everything. He could be... Dude, Sam Darnold's either going to be so good or he's going to suck. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be an in-between. I really yeah, don't. There really isn't. But the thing is, it's a question mark. And if he really doesn't turn out, that's even less touchdowns. He scored four touchdowns last year without CMC there, without Terrace Marshall. I know, I mean, they lost Curtis Samuel, but Terrace Marshall's definitely more of a touchdown red zone threat. Dude, I love Terrace really Marshall. Prospect. I, I really hope he succeeds there. I like Terrace Marshall a lot coming out at LSU. I, I, Robbie Anderson's really sneaky, too. I mean, he Robbie was Anderson's so good last different. year to play I, the season. So I, don't have, I don't have Robbie Anderson ranked above DJ Moore, but... At their values, I'd rather have Robbie Anderson. I totally agree because DJ Moore is going as a fringe wide receiver two, like one wide receiver two range. Like he's like no, he's, he's like he's like wide receiver like sixteen or eighteen, I think somewhere in that range. I've or seen 18, his ADP honestly. lower. Than, I've seen his ADP like wide receiver twenty. Really? I've okay, well that's not, that's not that bad. But Robbie Anderson's like damn near free, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, he's close to the like ninth, tenth round. He's so yeah. good. At, He's insane. I mean, Robbie Anderson's a locked and loaded flex play like every week, in my opinion. He could even creep into the wide receiver yeah, three yeah. to two range. Like he's, he's so good. definitely, yeah. He's he's very good receiver. And Sam Darnold was with him in that New York yeah. connection, maybe New York Jets. Yeah, Let's New go. York, the Jets connection, right? Without Adam Gase anymore, it'll be great. But yeah, DJ Moore is is a guy that I just like. It's not going to happen. Stop trying to make it happen for a fantasy. It's not going to happen. The touchdowns are never. Stop trying there. to make DJ Moore happen, guys. Come on. Stop trying to make DJ Moore happen. The touchdowns are not there. It, they're never going to be there. There's so many other guys on this team that are going to take touchdowns, and he's just not a red zone threat. It's just not happening. He's a. I think he's a good talent. I think he's very explosive. I think he's great. But for fantasy, it's not going to happen. The touchdowns are not there. The volume is not going to be there. And those are like the two biggest things for fantasy. You just can't. It's just not going to happen. The top 15 season is not going to happen. And he also gets injured a decent amount. Like he's had a few injuries. He's had a lot of soft tissue injuries, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, I believe he had a concussion. Like he was actually having a solid season. Then he had a concussion towards the end of the year. I I believe it was 2019. Yeah. He has been banged up a bit over the years. He's had, he has been banged up, but like, like he just hasn't done it. And it's been like four years. I know he's like 24, but it's been like four years. Just stop. It's not going to happen. The touchdowns are not going to come. The volume is not going to be there. It's just not going to be. And Sam Darnold might not be a good quarterback. It's just not there. Yeah, I agree. Just There's a lot of things in his way. I think he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be good enough. Um, I yeah. just don't. I just don't love him this season. But uh, yeah, one agree. last thing to hit on before we wrap here: uh, the tight end situation. How you feeling about that? In Carolina? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. I mean, I kind of agree. No, I, I think, I, I, think I just think it feels gross. I uh, yeah. Tommy Tremble could be like a Tommy Tremble. Wait, am I saying is that the right name? Right, Tommy Tremble's in Carolina, right? Yeah, he's there. And <laughs> yeah, he's in Carolina. Akash likes Dan Arnold apparently. Dan? Oh no. No. Oh, no man. Akash, no, no Dan Arnold. I can't do it, man. That's just no. Like, there's just so many other options. It's just too much. The offense is too crowded for any. Dan Arnold, he's a wide receiver. There's just too many options for anyone to be an alpha besides Christian McCaffrey because Christian McCaffrey is elite and he's in the run game. He's also in the passing game. But in the passing game, like these receivers and tight ends, there's no room to be an alpha. No one's going to be the clear number one target. I feel that way too. It's going to be spread around a lot and I don't see anyone being an alpha. I could see everyone finishing as low wide receiver twos. I could see Robbie Anderson. I could see DJ Moore. 
It kind I mean, of feels a bit reminiscent of the Steelers wide receiver situation. Donald, okay. If Sam Darnold really breaks out, yeah, it's gonna like the kind of like the Steelers situation, but I feel Terrace yeah. Marshall's a little bit more on the outside there. But yeah. if I could see Terrace Marshall finishing like in the top 30 receivers. If he think so? if People Sam Darnold really talking about Terrace Marshall very often, I don't think. If Sam Darnold has a really good season, like if he really breaks out and Terrace Marshall's the third option, which I believe he could definitely be, or the fourth option behind McCaffrey, obviously. But if he's a decently evolved option, Sam Darnold really is a breakout. I could see a top 30 finish with the, the amount of touchdowns he could score. I could see him scoring double-digit touchdowns. Now, this is a really long shot. Like, I'm not really projecting this in any way, shape, or form. But I could... Oh, crap. I could see this totally happening. 100%. This guy could definitely have a big season. I'm targeting late in drafts and redraft. I think he could have a nice season. But yeah, absolutely. There's no room for anyone to be an alpha receiver. There's no room for anyone to be a top 15 guy. That's just the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for our NFC South recap with a lot of side conversations along the way. So, Hutch, thank you so much for coming on, man. Why don't you plug the Young Fantasy Mind real quick before we wrap, and then uh, we'll head out of here. All right, guys. So, you guys can go follow me on Twitter at TYFMNFL. Um, please go check out my website, theyoungfantasymind.com. You could find my rankings over there. You can find the podcast, the Young Fantasy Mind Football Podcast over there. And you could find my articles over there. I recently dropped a new article, actually today, I think this morning. Um, J.K. Dobbins, we talk about his outlook for 2021, what we should think about him, how we should be approaching his draft prices, how we should be valuing him in 2021. Very interesting to make this art, very interesting to research, very interesting to see what I think. It was just very, very interesting to do everything for this article. And wherever you're listening to the Unfaced in My Football podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever, just subscribe, leave reviews. I love, I, I just really, really appreciate the reviews I've been getting lately. A lot of new listeners lately. I really appreciate it. Um, we're almost to a thousand downloads on the podcast. Nice. Um, if you do, the, if you do the math there, it's about, it's about 30 episodes per download. I mean, 30 downloads per episode right now. It's, it's been going great. So I really awesome. appreciate all the support on Twitter. Hit 1500 followers on Twitter. Um, a, f- a f- couple weeks ago. Really appreciate it. And I'm just really excited for what my future holds in this industry. Thanks Absolutely. for letting me shout. Thanks for letting me talk about this, Luke. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, we're, we're both going to the moon. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> with, that, with that being said, uh, thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the uh, Hooked on Fantasy podcast. Sorry for no episodes last week. I was on vacation, took a little bit of a break. Uh, it's almost time for the NFL season. So, we're going to be hitting every Tuesday and Thursday, every single week making a ton of content, help you guys win your fantasy championship. So I'll see you next week, everybody, on Tuesday for another episode, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Peace out, everybody.